Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams, and I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're local, come check us out. We're located off of Highway 316. You can learn more about the church by visiting our website, which is calvary316.com. Our Sunday service is at 1030. And I really mean this. We would be honored. I would be honored for you to swing by and be our guest uh, one Sunday morning. Regardless of where you're listening or how you're listening, whether you're listening on the radio, which this show is created for, or the podcast, which it's then edited down um, to be put out on, uh, radio or podcast, either way, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, uh, I do hope you stay with me over the next hour or so as we seek to deconstruct the negative perception that the world has of Christians by having honest and relevant conversations about things that matter. Today is going to be a bit of a different type of show, um, which, if you bear with me, uh, you'll understand soon why today um, is not only going to be different, but, well, I guess there's no better way for me to say it, is exciting. (laughs) In fact, it's so exciting, I didn't ever think uh, we would get here. Let me back up for a moment. When you're studying the Old Testament, when you're looking at the book of Genesis and then the Exodus and then Joshua and, and, and God calling out these people, calling out a family, raising up the descendants of Abraham, making them into this nation, the children of Israel, leading them out of Egypt through the wilderness to the land of promise. When the children of Israel get to the land of promise, the challenge is that there were already, (laughs) well, there were already people living in that particular land that were not exactly excited about just vacating their homes and, you know, giving it back to its rightful owners. There would be war and conflict, etc. In fact, at one point, the children of Israel coming through the wilderness get to the land of promise. They send in spies to spy out the land. They come back with a really devastating report that they couldn't go in. In fact, it was only Joshua and Caleb of these spies that were like, no, the Lord has given us the victory. You know, yes, there are giants in the land. Uh, yes, we're outmatched, outgunned, but we've got the Lord on our side. So let's do this. Let's roll. And yet the people listened to the naysayers. And as a result, they get judged. They, they don't go into the land that the Lord had led them to, failing to believe that the Lord would never lead you someplace without also delivering you into someplace. Uh, God provides where he guides. The people end up wandering for 40 years till the whole generation dies off. They come back to the land under the leadership of Joshua. And they go into the land of Israel, the, the land of Canaan, what would become known as Israel. And God, I mean, over and over and over again, uh, yields incredible victories. The people are overmatched. There's no rhyme or reason that the walls of Jericho would fall down, but they do. In moment after moment, instance after instance, the people see God. They see his hand. They see his grace. They witness his power. And with each of these victories, with each of these moments, The people wanted to remember them. They they, they recognized that there would be future battles where their faith would be tested. And in those moments, the best thing was to remember the victories that they had already experienced. Yes, I'm looking at a situation that challenges my faith. I'm looking at a dynamic where I don't exactly know uh, if I'm going to make it. Uh, man, I am in big trouble if God doesn't intervene. What do I do? The best thing in the moment is to look back and to say, well, wait a second. Why should I owe ye of little faith in this situation when over and over and over and over again, God has always proven himself faithful. He's never let me down in my time of need. He's always had my back. He's always been there, delivered me, helped me through. Now, to remember, and again, remembering is always important. In your life, it's always important. You know, they say all of humanity can be divided up into three classifications. There are those 
who are approaching a storm of life. There are those in a storm of life. And then there are those that are leaving a storm of life. The point, storms, trials, tribulations, tough things in a fallen world are inevitable because it's a fallen world. Strife is part of the human condition. Whether you're a Christian or not, life is tough, man. I don't know if you know that. Whether you follow Jesus or not, life, man, it comes with mountaintops, but deep valleys. These episodes are recorded a few weeks before they're released. And last night, kind of the Christian community got hit with a, a, oh man, just devastating news. One of those things, those moments that just, you know, it doesn't matter what denomination you're from. If you're a Christian, this person has influenced you in some regard. And it just, it just kind of hit. It was real and raw. You heard last night that Toby Mac, Toby McKeon, his oldest son, passed away. A lot we don't know about it. Died of a cardiac arrest in his home. Toby Mac. A lot of you know him as Toby Mac. You know of Toby Mac's greatest hits. I know him primarily from the DC Talk days. My very first Christian album. It wasn't an album. It was a CD. Actually, no. It was a cassette tape. It was Free at Last and then Jesus Free, the next album. My first Christian concert was going to see DC Talk. The openers were Audio Adrenaline and Garden of Eden. I thought I was super cool. One of my buddies, his cousins with Toby Mac. There was a family connection, so we had backstage passes. So I'm like 12 years old, 11 years old. I've got backstage passes. I get to meet Toby Mac. I was really inspired, though, by the statement that Toby and his wife released about, again, the death of their oldest son, which was still raw and real. And, 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 and I'm going to paraphrase, but the, the gist of it was we follow God knowing that in following God, you're going to face very difficult and trying situations, but we follow him nonetheless. And I was just really struck by the power of that because we're all going to face... Like money doesn't immune you from things. Uh, you can work out all day long, drop dead of a heart attack. You can have uh, the most educated, the best dynamic, the best, like life. <laughs> like it'll strike, it'll hit, and it doesn't matter who you are. No one is insulated from these things. And so it's very important when you go through these type of moments that you remember them because... <laughs> There is a moment in your future that you're going to need those lessons presently learned to help you through. Now, going back to the children of Israel, they had an interesting way of helping themselves remember. And they would erect what was called an Ebenezer. Now, if you've ever heard the word Ebenezer, it's probably from Ebenezer Scrooge. Has nothing to do with Ebenezer Scrooge. If you uh, come from a Christian background, uh, you think of um, uh, the famous hymns. So here I raise my Ebenezer, right? <laughs> an Ebenezer, it's an English word translated from an ancient Hebrew word. The word literally means... Stones of remembrance. That's what the word Ebenezer means. And what it alludes to, and you'll find instances of this in the Old Testament, is that when God granted a victory, when God did something amazing, knowing the importance of remembering that instance and the lessons learned, the children of Israel would take stones and they would make piles of them, large piles of stones. Why stones? Well, there's a lot of them, easily accessible. And if you stack them up high, they're going to stay there for a while. I mean, stones are not moved easily. It takes a long time for them to erode from the wind and the rain and the elements so that they're going to last, especially a big pile of them. They're going to be there for a while. And the reason that they would pile these stones when God would do something amazing is so that in the future, when there was a moment where their faith was tested, 
they had they just all they had to do was look around look around the nation there was a pile of stones well what was what what did god do then and they would remember well what about those pile of stones over there oh well remember when god did that but but how about those oh remember when we were going to enter the land and the jordan river had crested right from the get go we had an obstacle and yet god parted the jordan the priest with the ark of the covenant went through first remember that where god intervened ebenezers are important in our lives ebenezers are important they're important it's important that when god does something in your life significant when a significant moment takes place don't rush through it in fact there's something very healthy beneficial of in that moment taking time to pile up stones of remembrance things that will help you remember what you went through why you went through it and what you learned about god in the process stones of remembrance this is one of the reasons that that we celebrate anniversaries this is one of the reasons that it's important if you're married on an anniversary date so jessica and i were married back in 2007 on may 19th it's our anniversary every year we don't necessarily always go big my wife knowing that i am not much of a romantic from day one we entered an agreement she brought it up this was not me i didn't have the audacity to bring this up to my wife this was her idea but she told me first day she says i know you're not a helpless romantic um, so this is this is what i want as far as anniversaries go uh, our first anniversary you need to do something good but i don't really care about two three or four but the fifth anniversary you got to go big and then again i don't really care about six seven eight or nine we can go get dinner get a babysitter or whatnot but then you got to go big on 10 and then i'm cool keeping it simple but on the intervals of five you got to go big so we did something special for our first anniversary our fifth we rented a house at the beach brought my mom as a babysitter quincy was just an infant and for 10 we did 10 days in new orleans it was a blast anniversaries though are these moments that you just kind of pause and you take a minute and you reflect on my goodness this woman still loves me <laughs> after 12 years god your grace is amazing an anniversary it's an ebenezer we, we take even in, in uh, christmas and holidays our ebenezers where we we take a moment we think back on the birth of christ or the pilgrims and the indians the resurrection of jesus now the reason i bring all of this up and the reason i introduce the idea of an ebenezer is that today this episode that you're listening i never thought would happen i never thought we would get to here to this moment why well today is our hundredth episode a hundredth episode of the outlaw radio show we have produced a hundred of these and so i'm going to take some time i'm going to establish a bit of an ebenezer for myself and for you the audience so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with the outlaw radio show one of the most important visions of the Outlaw Radio Show is our desire to challenge you to think critically, ask relevant questions, and then pursue answers on your own. The sad reality is many Christians fail to reflect Christ because they don't know what they believe or why they believe what they do. This is why, in addition to the Outlaw Radio Show tackling tough topics you might not hear at church, it is our desire to equip, inspire, and challenge you to dig into God's Word and wrestle with these complex topics on your own. To help you in this important process, we want you to check out blueletterbible.org. It would be an understatement to say that this website will transform the way you study the Bible. In fact, it will revolutionize it. 
Aside from their treasure trove of free online commentaries, blueletterbible.org also has an incredible word search function, making it super simple to dive into the original language behind a text. So if you want to dig deeper into your study of scripture and in the process, learn and grow, we encourage you to check out blueletterbible.org today. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. Today we're setting up an Ebenezer. Uh, We're going to pile some stones up because today marks an important moment in time that for me is significant. It's worth taking a moment, pausing, reflecting, remembering, because it's the hundredth episode of the Outlaw Radio Show, a hundred episodes. In fact, the very first Outlaw Radio Show was released September 4th. 2017. So we've been doing this for over two years, producing, recording, producing, packaging, experimenting, refining a hundred outlaw radio shows. Now I'm going to kind of go down memory lane in a few minutes and um, kind of hit some of the highlights, some of the, the, the various shows and uh, and the things that we've covered and the guests that we've interviewed. But I, but I want to, again, in taking a moment and reflecting on how we got to this moment, piling some stones up for myself, I want to tell you, the audience, how this crazy thing happened. Because, again, it is a bit of providence. It's God. The end of 2016, the fall of that year, October to be specific, I was invited along with a few other gentlemen, including my father, uh, to speak at a pastor's conference that was being hosted by a group of Calvary chapels in Indiana. Uh, Never been to Indiana. Never spoken at a pastor's conference, to be specific. Spoken at various churches, spoken at youth conferences, really all over the place, but had never spoken at a pastor's conference. My first pastor's conference. And I was going to teach once, and... I got my sermon notes all prepped. Was gonna, I was going to bring it hard about the grace of God. Was a bit taken back, though, when I got there to find out that I had the first session. If I had known up front I had the first session, probably wouldn't have gone uh, with the particular intensity of the subject matter that the Lord had laid on my heart, but I'm there, and I'm trusting the Lord, and it's like, this is not the best study to start with, but... This is what I got. This is what the Lord told me to speak on, and so I'm going to bring it. So there's this full room of pastors and church leaders from uh, the state surrounding any Indiana, and and uh, I'm going to tell them about God's grace. And, and matter of fact, I, I spoke about, I taught on Jesus's letter to the church of Ephesus about leaving your first love, about departing from grace, as a warning to just kind of our movement in general. Something that was really heavy on my heart at the time. Again heavy, not a let's easy into a conference type study. Now, the way that this particular conference was structured um, was that there was a gigantic meeting room. It was the biggest room in the facility, uh, lots of open space. Now, in these type of conferences, you're going to have vendors uh, that come and they're marketing all kinds of of different things uh, related to their nonprofit organization or their ministry or, or what they can provide your church. You have booths set up as a result of, of missions organizations to Logos Bible software to, hey, if your church needs new tithing software, here, check this out. You have all these different booths of people selling various things um, to pastors and church leaders, and they're all very helpful. What was unique about this particular conference is that most of the time, the vendors themselves, their booths, are in an adjacent building or an adjacent hallway. They're not in the main sanctuary, but because of the limitation of space and the fact that the sanctuary was a very big auditorium, um, in the back of the auditorium were all of the vendors. Now, one of the vendors that happened to be there at this particular conference He went to this conference every year, goes to a lot of Calvary Chapel conferences, uh, is a guy by the name of Josh Brown. Josh owns a company known as His Productions. 
company had been around. Josh was kind of a well-known commodity within Calvary Chapel circles. What his production specifically uh, did at the time, now they've expanded their portfolio to include other media formats, but they were primarily um, a, a radio production company. So what Josh would do is he would approach pastors that he felt like were prime for radio. He would pitch what they do. You send us your audio files from your Sunday morning service. We'll take those files. We'll write an intro and an outro. We'll produce it and package it for radio. It's about a 24-minute episode. In fact, not only will they take your studies and produce them for produce and format them for radio, but then Josh will also act as kind of a go-between with various radio stations. He'll help you get on your local market or get on more uh, national platforms. Just a very cool, helpful organization. At the time, I think Josh was producing like 60 or 70 radio shows for pastors all over the country. Uh, That number has increased, I think, 80 or 90. I mean, God has totally blessed his productions and uh, in this particular ministry. And I know, and just getting to know Josh through the years, it really is a ministry. Yes, they make a living doing it, but his his heart is to spread the word of God through multimedia. Well, Josh, his booth is in this auditorium, and he's back there. We've never met. He knows nothing about me. He knows my father. He knows that sphere of influence, but he doesn't know me at all. But he's in the auditorium when I'm delivering what was actually a pretty heavy message about grace. Doing it in the way that I do in my format, just kind of rocking it, drop the mic type of a deal. Well, I get done, leave the stage, things begin to transition to the next session, next set of worship, and Josh makes his way up to me introduces himself, explains what he does, and he says, bro, I'm paraphrasing, bro, you should totally be on radio. And I'm like, why should I be on radio? He's like, well, you're fully scripted, which makes your Bible studies, the the, the way that they're presented, first very easy to edit for that particular format. But secondly, your presentation is unlike anything else on radio. Most of the guys that are on radio are older fellas that are in their 50s, their 60s. There's not a lot of millennial pastors utilizing radio as a format to spread the gospel. You would be perfect to be on radio. And I kind of laughed at him. And I was like, listen, man, I don't know you... Uh, from anyone. Um, I know who you produce and I respect those guys and I respect what you do. But listen, man, like everything we do at Calvary 316 is already produced. It's already simulated out onto the internet. We have podcasts, our sermons are videotaped. We have a multimedia hub. Like, w- like we are getting our, our teaching out there. Why in the world would I need to be on radio? It's like, Bro, I think radio's dying. I don't know too many people, millennials, that listen to radio. Podcasting, yes. Radio, ah, not so much now. I wasn't entirely educated on this. Because over the next few days, not only is Josh continuing this conversation, giving me some of the data, explaining um, the importance of radio and how it's still a, a really important first step with a lot of things. Yeah, people will go to your podcast, but how are they introduced to new content? They're introduced mainly the radio. Talk radio is still a huge platform. Additionally, most music, new content, is discovered on radio by listeners. Now they'll go to iTunes or Google Play to download an album, but the initial discovery, like 70% of new music, is discovered still on the radio. So his whole point is, is there. this is still a mode. This is still a thing. You should really think about it. I was like, well, listen, man, finally. I was like, okay, I get all that. That's cool. I'm an old soul at heart, so there's an appeal there. At the same time, like you got to realize, Calvary 316 is a small church with a, with a shoestring budget. I'm just thankful that I'm able to draw a salary at this point. We don't have, we don't have any money, especially money that I could like justifiably use 
to be on the radio. Not only that, but I already knew what the Atlanta market looked like, the Atlanta Christian radio market, and there was no way in any universe we could ever afford to be on locally. So this was kind of a mute point. Why would I spend money to be on other stations that doesn't actually impact the community I've been called to serve? And so just deflected, kept deflecting. Well, the other thing that happened, though, in the course of um, those few days that, that we hung out is that I got to know Josh. He's a cool guy. He's my age. We struck up a bit of a friendship. We goofed off, chewed the fat, really connected to the point that it was like, I like this guy. Like I, I want to develop a friendship with this dude, hopefully moving forward. He would come down to the Deep South Conference, told me he spent, came every year to uh, the conference that I attend. So it was like, man, I could be friends with this guy. Anyway, fast forward. We're going to leave this conference in Indiana. And Josh, one final pitch. He says, can I look into the Athens market for you? Will you at least let me do that? And I was like, man, I've already told you I'm pessimistic about radio, and I don't have any money. And you still want to look into the Athens market. Go for it. Knock yourself out. If you find something, holler at me. Never expecting to get a phone call. And yet, about three weeks later, Josh called me. Super excited. He had been making some phone calls. He had been inquiring. He had discovered what I already knew, that the Atlanta market was super saturated and very expensive. That being said, he found a local Christian radio station that happened to be in my community that was very interested in having me, my voice, on their station. We're running against a break. We're going to continue to kind of tell you a bit of the backstory. We're establishing Stones of Remembrance. This is our 100th episode. God has uh, done some cool things. We've been on this crazy journey. I'm going to tell you a lot more about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hear more of the Outlaw Radio Show. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. You know, having been a part of this ministry for the last couple of years and even producing this 100th episode of the Outlaw Radio Show, uh, I could say again, it's a joy, it's a privilege to be a part of what God's doing uh, through this radio ministry, through this podcast ministry. Don't go anywhere. Pastor Zach will be back with part two of the Outlaw Radio Show, talking more about how this all came about. Today, we're taking a trip down memory lane with how Outlaw Radio Show began. Here's Zach with part two of today's edition of the Outlaw Radio Show. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show. One of the most important aspects of our show is the desire to connect with you, the listening audience. We want to hear from you. If you have a question about anything that was said on the show, if you hear something, you want to challenge an opinion you didn't like or agree with, if you want to submit topics for me to address in future episodes... Aside from that, if there's an episode that touches your life in an interesting way, a powerful way, like we want to hear testimonies as well of how God is using our program to impact lives. It's important for us to hear from you, the listening audience. Please reach out to us, communicate with us. There's a few easy ways that you can do this. First, email, probably the easiest. Our email address is info at outlawradio.org. Again, info at outlawradio.org. We're also on Facebook, as long as Facebook will continue to allow us to be on there. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. Very easy to find. Like us, follow us on Facebook. We post new content, new material, but it's an easy way for you to reach out to us. Also, if you're into Twitter, uh, I tend to really enjoy Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at radio underscore outlaw. If you forget any of these things because you're driving in the car or you're listening with your earbuds as you're making your way to class, <laughs> it's okay. Easiest thing to remember, the source of all of this information is our website, which is Outlaw Radio. Very easy to remember, right? Outlawradio.org. So if you go to outlawradio.org, you, you can find all of the contact information. Um, additionally, you can find out what radio stations we're on. Maybe we're on where you're listening, where your area is, and you just weren't aware of it. 
Uh, also gives you quick links to the podcast. So every episode of the Outlaw Radio is podcasted in its entirety. So if you're listening to this on the radio and you're not able to listen to the full show, uh, you can only listen to a part, and you're like, bummer, I'm going to miss the rest, that's okay. Uh, go to iTunes, go to Google Play, search my name, Zach Adams, or search Outlaw Radio. You'll find us. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to this episode. Uh, or if you forget all that, outlawradio.org. Again, outlawradio.org. Quick links, easy to find the podcast. Today we're celebrating, recognizing, remembering what has led us up to today, our 100th episode. The 100th episode of the Outlaw Radio Show. The show debuted on September 4th, 2017, and I've been telling you a little bit of the backstory, how I connected with Josh Brown, his productions, and really the significant events that occurred that bring us to this place. So the first big event was the connecting point with Josh. Josh, at a pastor's conference in Indiana, hears me teach about grace, comes up and says, you should be on the radio. I'm not sold. We leave those few days with, he's going to look into the market, thinking I'm never going to hear from him again. In the course of making some phone calls, though, he stumbled across a little low-powered Christian radio station, 88.9 The Reach. Wasn't a very big station. Covered North Georgia. Covered the Athens market, as well as where we are specifically. So it fit like one criteria because it was a radio station that covered the community that I've been called to serve and to minister to. So you could check that one box. Two, um, I have no money. What became interesting is Josh talked to the station manager there, a guy named Jeff Daughtry. They had just rebranded, wanted to go younger, went from like this old gospel station to playing modern Christian music, wanted original content from local guys, specifically younger guys. Josh told him about me, went to my website, listened to a few Bible studies, and he's like, let Zach know. I'll give him two minutes a day for free. <laughs> So Josh calls me. He's like, bro, I've got a radio station in your area that wants to put you on their station for free two minutes a day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in that dynamic. It's hard to say no to something that's being offered for free. But, but you know, I, I told Josh, I was like, well, okay, the airtime is going to be for free, but there's still production costs because you are going to want to produce you know, content, what's the production cost going to run me? Now, I can't, I can't get specific into the numbers, or Josh would delete this in the editing process anyway. But Josh came back. He was like, man, I, I, like I'm telling you, like you need to be on radio. I believe you need to be on radio. I'm convinced you need to be on radio. And I'm going uh, to put my wallet where my mouth is, and this is what it'll cost to produce two minutes. Like, we're going to need to get a bunch of them, you know, put together. But this is what this is what I will produce. This is the cost for a two-minute devotional. It, I was blown away. I was like, that's it? I went back to the elders of Calvary 316. I said, hey, this is a really cool opportunity. Two minutes is what it's going to cost us. This is what it's going to cost for me to get a good microphone, some gear. What do you guys think? And they were like, this is um, not something any of us were pursuing. Kind of fell out of the sky. So how, how do we say no to it? So we took a step of faith. I bought a microphone, the very microphone I'm presently speaking into. Bought all the gear that Josh recommended. And at the time, he was like, you need a name for the show or the program. You need a branding. You need some music. And then you need two minutes. You need content. Well, I had just finished a series in the book of Galatians at Calvary 316, and the title of the series was Outlaw Church. It was a whole study about God's grace. What does life outside the law look like? This new context, the freedom, the liberty that we have in Jesus. And so I uh, instantly went to GoDaddy, typed in Outlaw Radio. The .org was available. So we secured the domain, and Josh was like, well, you need some music. 
He goes, we can produce music, but you're going to have to pay for it. And I was like, well, I'm not paying for anything, but I, I have a buddy that is a producer. Um, was the producer for a very famous Christian hip-hop group. So I called my friend. I was like, hey, would you mind if I took some of your instrumentals and used it for the show? It's going to be kind of edgy. It's going to be different. The branding's Outlaw Radio. I don't want like your typical Christian music. I don't want to borrow a Phil Wickham track <laughs> like everybody else. I don't want pseudo Coldplay music or U2. Like I want the beat to drop and this to be different right from the beginning. And so my friend was like, bro, here's the catalog. It's yours, royalty-free. So I didn't have to pay anything for the music. We were able to get the domain. And then I went to task taking the studies I had done in Galatians, and we recorded 50 two-minute devotionals. Josh produced them. And then we sent them to 88.9. They started rolling them. Within a week, I got a phone call from the chairman of 88.9, who had listened to one. So different, so radical. He's like, hey, I want to meet you. Let's grab lunch. One week. He says, hey, we want to take, uh, we, want, we want your Bible studies to be on the air Sunday night after Robbie Zacharias. Can you make that happen? <laughs> so I'm blown away. So I, I'm, I'm leaving the meeting. I'm calling Josh. I'm like, Josh, 88.9 also wants us to take the Bible studies and produce them into a format. What will that cost me? Josh was like, listen, I will produce those for the same cost as the two-minute, but I'll keep producing the two-minute for free. No increase. Let's roll. I should also tell you, I've got a bunch of radio stations that are now wanting to air the two-minute program uh, for free as well across the country. Is that cool? And I'm like, man, let's not make any money on this. So let's not pay for airtime, but let's give it away for free. Let's rock and roll. And sure enough, over the next several months, we started churning out these two-minute programs. Our Bible studies were being produced and edited. We had radio stations across America picking them up. And then I got a phone call from Jeff, the station manager there at 88.9. He said, Zach, have you ever thought about doing like a live call-in talk show? And I said, Jeff, there's no way I could, I could do that with my schedule. There's no way I could commit to like three hours a night and basically be a DJ take calls between playing songs, just not, that's not my calling. I'm a pastor of a church. I need to have the freedom, the flexibility, uh, being anchored to a desk for an evening is not something I'm interested in. But I did say I would be interested in maybe producing a talk show that would be an hour long. Would you be interested in that? And he said, I'd love it. Get me a pilot episode. So then again, I leave this little Mexican restaurant in Bogart, called Josh, and I'm like, hey, what do you think? He goes, bro, that's totally different than anything that's being done. We don't even produce anything like that, uh, but let's try it. Like that sounds, that sounds pretty radical. Now, by this point, Josh and I become buddies. Like we become, you know, we become more than friends. We've become brothers. And he believes in this, and so he's like, let's let's do it. So we kind of brainstormed how the format would have to be. We recorded a pilot episode. I sent it to Jeff, and he was like, yeah, we're going to do this. I want a weekly episode. So I went back to Josh, and Josh is like, you know what? This is going to be part of my ministry. I'm going to start producing this. Let's, let's rock and roll. And so the first episode, we aired on national, uh, natural disasters of, of, of all the topics. It was very applicable in that moment. Crafted the vision September 4th. So we're establishing some stones, some Ebenezer's. We've been doing this for two years, the show. This is our 100th episode. And when we come back, there's some people I want to thank and some vision that I want to cast. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Outlaw Radio Show. You're listening to the 100th episode of the Outlaw Radio Show. Here's Zach with more Stones of Remembrance. Welcome back to the Outlaw Radio Show, our 100th episode. Throughout the episode, I've taken some time for myself to remember this crazy journey that has led us to today. The thing that blows me away about Outlaw Radio is that this was never something that I pursued. It wasn't as though some years ago I had this vision for my life and being on the radio was like a central component. The Lord called me to be a pastor. The Lord gave me a voice. He gave me an insight into scripture. Uh, but in no way, shape, or form did I ever see, especially 
leading into the end of 2016 and 2017, any of this ever happening, yet alone us getting to this point. When we started doing the show, I thought, man, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know how long Josh is going to continue to do this. I don't know how many radio stations would be interested in picking up this program and kind of concluding the, um, the little bit of the, the, the history of it all. We started churning out episodes of the Outlaw Radio Show podcasting them in addition to them airing on 88.9 and then radio stations from all over the place started picking up the outlaw radio show to the point that something actually ended up happening a few months later i got a call from jeff and he said listen the church that owns the radio station has decided to sell it and so in the next few weeks we're going to be shuttering our doors he said i'm so sorry um, but this is kind of the end of the run. And I said, Jeff, man, that's no big deal. Now, at the moment, it was like, well, that's, that's a bummer because we're not going to be on locally. But we were on so many radio stations across America, and the podcast was getting such traction, not just everywhere but locally, that it became very clear to both myself and Josh, man, this, is, this was started, and the Lord used 88.9 to get it going. But the vision was much bigger, taken on a life of its own. Like God did something. It was not something I pursued. It was something I actually kind of actively did everything I could to be pessimistic about. (laughs) And yet here we are, the hundredth episode. And just in establishing these stones of remembrance, I have to take some time to say thank you to Josh Brown. He's right now editing this. And bro, I want you to know as you're listening, thank you. Like, you're my brother. I love you. I love your family. Like, we are cut from the same mold and the same cloth. And in in a world that's crazy, it's a rare thing to find brothers. And I found one in you. No matter what happens in the future, with Outlaw Radio. You will always be my brother. But I must say, thank you for believing in something, in me, of seeing something in me that I couldn't see. This show, what we're doing, would not be happening if it hadn't been for you and for you being just difficult (laughs) and determined and persistent. And I just want to say thank you. The other person that I want to, I want to thank is Jeff Daughtry. Again, 88.9 took a flyer on someone that they didn't know. This small church, this crazy kid, they put me on the radio. They were the first person to put me on the radio. And if they hadn't, we probably wouldn't be on the radio. Jeff, I don't know what you're doing. I, where you're at at this point, but I have to acknowledge and me stacking stones of remembrance, you play a role. I also have to say that the show wouldn't exist without Calvary 316, my church, the elders of the church. Every step along this crazy journey, we're a hundred percent behind. We view as a church outlaw radio as part of our outreach. It's kind of a, a, a bit of our missions. You know, our church, we focus on our members primarily where the majority of our resources go to the people coming to our church, and then they go from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria, and yet this is our way of also taking what happens at our pulpit and, and manifesting it into the world. And Calvary 316, not just the elders of Calvary 316, but the, the, just the dear folks of the church that I'm honored to pastor, they give me the time um, and the in, they allow me to invest the resources into doing this, and I'm eternally grateful. The other person I have to thank, again, the show wouldn't exist, is Jessica Adams, my wife. Not only did I outpunt my coverage, but when I told her what we were going to try to do, she believed in it too. And she's encouraged me along the way. And when it's late at night and I tell her Josh is on my case about getting him an episode, so I've got to go in at midnight and record something (laughs) 
because Josh is a taskmaster. She's like, no, you need to do it. Let the Lord speak through you. And I'm grateful for my wife. I also have to thank Pastor Bill. So one of the networks that picked up the show, that believed in what we were doing, is a network known as Hope FM. Hope FM, uh, you can learn more about the network. It's, it's hopefm.net is their website. Our show is on their network, which puts us into markets all over the Northeast, from New Jersey to Pennsylvania to Maryland, covering towns like Baltimore to Philadelphia to South Jersey, Atlantic City. I could go on and on. Hershey, Rising Sun, Chester, Springs. Bill, if you're listening, thank you. I know in some regards, it's kind of like oil and water. But you believe in what we're doing, and you see the fruit of what we're doing, and you took a flyer on it. And I just want to thank you for your grace and your, your patience, allowing us to find our footing and our voice, but seeing the value in what we're doing. And so, um, again, in me stacking stones of remembrance, I got to give a shout out to Pastor Bill. Uh, just thank you. We've had many guests. As I, as I look back through kind of the show log, Pastor Ron Hent from Calvary Chapel, uh, Houston was a guest on the show. Alan Rigg, a guest on the show. Ed Taylor has been on the show, Calvary Chapel Aurora, multiple times. Uh, told his story, really powerful, of the death of his son. Uh, David Guzik has been on the show multiple times. Um, a good dear friend, Aaron Stoffel, uh, has been on the show many times. Told her story of, of losing her, her husband, being shot, and her daughter, Olivia. Powerful, powerful episodes. Again, you can find all these things on, on the podcast. Seth Waters, who's a dear, a dear friend from up in the UP, up in Michigan, has been on multiple times. Uh, d- good friend of the show. We thank you. Um, looking through, um, Joe Foch was on to talk about Calvary Chapel. Uh, that was a blessing. Uh, Tony Clark uh, to talk about race. Uh, Kyle Strubble, uh, who wrote a book, The Way of the Dragon, The Way of the Lamb, was on. Tully and Chavidjan, been on multiple times. Um, we had Ryan Bomberger, uh, the, the Radiance Foundation, on to talk. And on and on and on the list could go. Thank you to those that, that saw enough of a redeeming value to take time out to be on the Outlaw radio show. Um, we couldn't be doing this without guests being willing, seeing the value, um, and taking questions. Um, I'm running out of time, and I just want to recount that this show doesn't make any money. We don't pay to be on the air, nor are we paid to be on the air. In fact, the main goal of the Outlaw Radio Show is just not to lose money. The sponsors that, that you'll hear on the show, whether it's Blue Letter Bible or Enduring Word or, or Robbie Zacharias or, or the, the very, like, we're not being paid by those people for them to have ads. In fact, it, it is a conviction that, we're, that we don't make money. We give away the advertisement. Uh, we're, we support Blue Letter Bible because we believe in Blue Letter Bible and we give them a plug. We just try not to lose money and we have several people again, I'm not going to name them, that give to the Outlaw Radio Show to help support the work that we're doing, to help cover the production costs. If you're listening, I want to say thank you. We couldn't be doing it without you. And if you're ever interested in supporting the Outlaw Radio Show, uh, reach out in the myriad of ways. Send us an email, info at outlawradio.org. It's our desire to be culturally relevant, Bible-based, creative, but more than anything, we want to impact the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Check out our website, outlawradio.org. These are my stones of remembrance, the 100th episode. Again, my name is Zach Adams. I hope you join me again this time next week for episode 101. God bless.
You've been listening to the one and only Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. As mentioned, if you like what you heard, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or check out our website by visiting outlawradio.org. To listen again to today's show, access our daily two-minute broadcast or full-length episodes, check out the Outlaw Radio podcast, available on both iTunes and Google Play. Once again, don't forget, we want to hear from you. If you have questions, want to challenge something that was said, or would like to submit topics you'd like to hear Zach discuss on air, you can either email us at info at outlawradio.org, or you can leave a voicemail at 678-883-3316. Finally, programs like Outlaw Radio are wonderful tools God can use to change lives. But as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. First, if you're not tithing to your local church, you need to do so. And yet, if God has laid it upon your heart to extend your generosity above and beyond your tithe, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Outlaw Radio. Every donation ensures this show remains on your local station. To learn how you can become a financial partner, please visit outlawradio.org. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you join us again next week for the Outlaw Radio Show with Zach Adams. Outlaw Radio is a ministry of Calvary 316 in partnership with his productions.